Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we are the hosts of the Too Vague podcast this week. Nora, how are you enjoying Arizona? It's kind of warm, but it's dry heat, so yeah. it's really good. Yeah, some people make fun of that, right? But it's better than... It's true. Yeah, it's better than dealing with the humidity in, up north yep. in Chicago and stuff. It, it does make a difference. Yeah. The way I say it, evaporative cooling works here, whereas when you're in Florida or whatever, evaporative cooling does not uh-huh. So that's not what we're talking about. No. We're not talking about the heat. We are talking about something that we've alluded to on previous shows. The word this week is metaverse. So before we get into metaverse, we have a segment on the show where we call Aunt Nora and ask her if she has any questions. But she told me right before the show that she has questions for me. So I am going to ask her to ask me the questions. Okay, one question has to do with the fungible, you know, that's part of metaverse. Yeah. Why are NFTs bad for the environment? What it amounts to is the amount of energy it takes to add the blockchains, the process in which the coding is done, and also the location of the server and how they use power or how they get power to uh. those servers. So if it's like using fossil fuels, right? Yeah. The cycles add up. It seems That's like my it's, understanding. It shouldn't take that much energy. If you think about it from a hardware perspective, you're thinking the number of cycles it takes for a transaction, right? Yeah. It's not significant in computer cycle terms as far as we think about it. It's not like browse a website. How much power does that take? When they think about the ecological footprint, Mm-hmm. They think about the number of transactions that are involved in making and attaching the blockchain and where the power is coming from to make that. And it's somewhere or in a country or on a server that uses power in a way that or gets their power in a way that is bad for the environment. Indi- that is my understanding. India, I understand, has a big NFT, whatever. Holdings, marketplace. Yeah. 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 And, and they- then cryptocurrency also. They're probably fossil fuel. And that's also where this this ecological footprint costing more as far as environmental Mm. impact comes into play. It's more about where the servers are located and getting their power and less about how many cycles it takes. However, they can alter the process. This is what the people who have made the blockchain uh, and like in the case of Ether Mm -hmm. and Ethereum, they say that they've got a green... It's got a name. The type of validation they do now, they're going to switch the type of validation and that's going to fix everything, right? That's what they say. It's a more green (laughs) alternative. But I don't think, you know, you're not going to know until you actually put it into place whether or not it's going to impact it. Plus, how do you prove it? Right. That's the other thing, too. It's like, can I count the cycles? Can I know? Do I know what's going on behind the scene? Or is this a rebranding thing where you're saying, okay, this is a new thing that was designed for this purpose. And then they just say that. And then people go, oh, yeah, okay, so we're we're green now. That's great. And they use it anyway, not with not knowing it is having an impact. right? Right. How do you how do you know where that power is coming from? Right. Just something that. We had talked about before, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah, yeah. We now, did. Now, here's the important question. Okay. That refers to the metaverse. Right. 
what is augmented reality? Oh, okay. That's a good question. I mean, how is it different from virtual reality? Okay. So augmented reality is placing things in a, you know, it's probably easier to show you, but let's say (laughs) um, that thing I was talking about with the NBA basketball thing, right? Where you have your phone Mm -hmm. and it uses your camera and you see the room you're looking at the room in your camera and you from that room you're you're looking around mm-hmm. you say hey i want to put this door here in the room you're not actually putting a door in the actual room you're mm-hmm. putting it in the room through the camera so that is you're looking yeah. at a reality through the camera, but the door is actually in this augmented thing okay. where it's okay. representing the reality, but you're putting objects in it. I think there is a race game where you can actually have a track. You put the the camera on a floor and you point it towards the floor and you can put a track wherever you want to. So you're actually driving around in your real environment. You know, that's augmented right, reality. Right, right. It doesn't actually exist. Okay. But there is reality involved. Correct. There is also, you know, like um, Pokemon, like the, the big Pokemon craze where people are going to gyms and catching Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that is an augmented reality kind of thing, too, uh-huh. because you're looking around and you see that there is a Pokemon. It appears on the screen that there's a Pokemon right there. Yeah. In your environment, but it's not there. That's augmented reality. Okay, okay. If you look through something that is completely designed environment, that is, that's basically the difference between an augmented reality and a virtual reality. Okay. Does, I, that, yeah, does I, that make yeah. more sense? A lot's more. Yeah. A lot's more? That's good. A lo- <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot's more. Yeah. Oh, those are the, So those are your questions. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's they good. Were, they were like real questions. Actual about, questions. Yeah. Actual questions from my aunt. I thought you were going to ask me like, what's my favorite color or something yeah. like, yeah. you know, you were going to spring something on me like, what would you do? This is what I'm going to spring on you later. Yeah. <laughs> what would your metaverse you'd want in a metaverse? But let's just talk yeah. about metaverse first. Yes. You have notes on, do you want to start the metaverse conversation? Um, the mind-boggling metaverse. Yes. Well, it's not well-defined. Right. And it may occur successfully. It may not. I mean, this is stuff I've read. Right. And actually, uh, in the Economic Times, that's kind of what they were saying. It's, um, it's supposed to replicate the real world and everything that we do in its virtual world. And they talk about meeting, engaging with people, mm-hmm. socializing, stuff right. like that. There are a couple of ways that you can do that, you know, like Zoom meetings, right? People right. are trying to engage with people with meetings. Right. And right. As far as engaging with people in a virtual world, I don't see what the difference is. That's another sort of augmented reality ah. thing is when you put a background behind you. In a meeting, sure. like a Zoom meeting, and you have a beach behind you. That's right. an augmented reality or, as well. Or when a government official holds a very serious uh, conference with a cat face on because yes. his daughter left. <laughs> That's also. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that too. I love that. I love yeah. that. Uh-huh. So, so anyway, back yeah. to, I'm okay. sorry to, that that was that just popped the light on when you mentioned the, the social way. 
of interacting in that universe. But I think there's there's a little bit more to it that it, when we say metaverse right now, we don't know what it's going to be. So how Correct. do we say whether it's successful or not? What does success look like? What does that actually mean? We've got things that are metaverse-like already. Right. But I don't think saying that we don't know if it's going to be successful, that's like saying that we don't know what the weather is going to be. It's like, yeah, well, we, we don't know. We don't know what it what the metaverse is going to be in the end or in the interim. Right. So how can we say if it's successful? I think if uh, we reach a point where most people agree and it's everybody accepts it. Right. Then it's successful. Right. Like the okay. internet. Exactly. And the internet kind of built your companies like Google, right? Yeah. They kind of grew because of the growth yes. of, and acceptance of the internet. Right. And what I think of as the metaverse is going to be more about the way we interact with a computer-generated universe or a computer-generated environment, a three-dimensional environment. The metaverse is actually just an iteration of what the internet is now except it's going to be more like real life as far as being able to inhabit 3d spaces and walk through and interact virtual reality sort of mechanisms where you can pick up things and, and look at things right. like if you want to buy something and you're logged into the metaverse and you walk into the store and you look through the bookshelves in the in the metaverse uh -huh. Uh -huh. and you pick one up and you go oh yeah i want this book and you put it in your bag then automatically it'll send you that book. That's to me what I think of in my current mind how the metaverse could work in a, in a situation. Okay, and with, with that large um, internet selling place, if you're going to purchase an ebook, right. uh, you can open it and yeah, uh, exactly. look, at, you know, look at it and say, oh, do I want that? Right. Kind of like going to a real bookstore, but... You know, you can set the settings, right? If you put it in your bag, it can automatically be in your library to read your ebooks later mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. go to your virtual coffee shop with your fun non-fungible whatever yeah, yeah. t-shirt on or whatever. Right, right, right. And you hang out there and talk to people about their coffee when there are other places, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We don't quite know what the metaverse is going to be and right. how we're going to interact with it. But also how we are going to receive that information, what we're going to feel, what we are going to sense. I think a lot of those things are yet to be determined. And I think in order for it to be successful, we're going to have to make it like have interactions that are not just walking around a virtual store. That might be the beginnings of it. Right. Paul talked about Snow Crash on one of his yes. shows. Yes, yes. People have credited the right. term metaverse right. was coined. Neil Stephenson, it was published in 1992 in one of his essays. He was asked about where he came up with the title, what the title meant. And he said he came up with it due to um, early Macintosh computing when your Macintosh would crash. Oh, yeah. All these artifacts would appear on the screen that kind of made it look like a broken TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that's you know, like snow, like on a television yeah. set. So that's where 
the title came from was that. Cool. Kind of an interesting thing. Also, metaverse is not defined in Webster's yet. Oxford has it listed. The difference between Oxford, you know, let's not get into the semantics, but I know that they have different processes for how they alter their definitions and add their definitions based on word usage. Yeah. And I don't know in their research how much they rely upon Google because it has a very, very interesting sort of here's the word usage and how it gets used for certain words. Right, right, right. Um, But in the, according to Oxford Languages, metaverse is a noun and it's a virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer generated environment and other users. But we can do that already. We could do that already. We can do that in video games. We do can do it. that on Zoom in me- calls. On Zoom calls. We can do that in Teams, in, mm-hmm. in team meetings or, or in Microsoft Teams, for example. Right. We can do it already. But the, I think the main component that's missing is the 3D. And how do you interact with a 3D world that isn't, it's its own thing, it's an environment that is, you know, unto itself something different than being currently at home i have a definition unfortunately i didn't write down where i got it metaverse is a virtual space and it might be what you just said and i wasn't paying attention (laughs) Uh, metaverse is a virtual space where users can come together as in social media right uh, via ar vr and Mm. cryptocurrency okay is that what you just said sort of cryptocurrency would be the currency of the metaverse Potentially. There is a part of metaverse that is, it has its own economy and its own, you know, the definition is, is a very flexible definition at this point. I I sent you an article in Wired that was, what is the metaverse exactly? Mm -hmm. And one of the quotes I thought that was a very eye-opening quote was talking about the metaverse now would be equivalent to talking about the internet in the 70s. Correct. It's kind of, we don't quite know what it's going to be used for. We know the potential, but we don't know how people are going to access it and use it. We've got some ideas. Right. And I think if you look at how we express ourselves, you know, like we start out with chat boards and we start out with Mm -hmm. ways to interact with each other that way. And then that kind of in networks and then that kind of opened, you know, networks that were connected to each other. And then we started using it for searching for things and shopping and now maps. And, you know, it just, we thought it had potential to be used in day-to-day society. But I don't think back in the early 90s, we thought it was going to take off the way it has. No. I think we thought it was going to take off in in terms of reference. Like a library, more like. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even email contacting. Shopping, Through another, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember shopping earlier. eBay was kind of one of the first sort of like, it it wasn't really shopping, it was. Bidding. Yeah. But, But that kind of, you know, that's sort of the precursor to, you know, it's like, well, if we can do that. Well, then we can put our storefront online and have people buy directly from us instead of... I joined eBay in the early 2000s, 2003 or 2002 or something. Yeah. But it had been going on, of course, for a little while. But I think it was still fairly new. I I saw this documentary on Beanie Babies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it said that one of the things that 
kind of promoted or made it easier to collect them all was eBay. And at one point there was an obnoxious, like even more Beanie Baby posts (laughs) on there than anything. So I want to say it was middle to late 90s when it originated. I can look it up. Yeah, no, that's okay. I think you're probably right. So you you joined, what did you use eBay for specifically? Jewelry um, making items. Okay. So you sold as a storefront? No. No, no, I never did that, but I bought like crazy. Okay. As my closet will tell you. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All these gems are, fu- well, all right. So you bought these gems for, you making, were going to use them? Yeah, making jewelry. Okay, so it wasn't like, you know, when I think of eBay and what it was used for, I think of a lot of antiques. I think a lot of collectibles. I think a oh. lot of things that are rare to get, like I would sometimes go online if there was an album that I wanted. Yes. Back in the early 90s, and there were certain people who had their storefronts and got used copies of things, right? This was before Amazon basically took over that whole thing. That's probably like eBay is no longer the place you go to to get all those sort of like things. The, The good thing about Amazon, though, is the fact that there's it's more of a reputable source as opposed to just right users and you have to except based on their rankings. Right, exactly, exactly. Look, they have four and a half stars. Yeah, but I'm going, you know, I've bought those things from eBay. I bought games from eBay before, Mm -hmm. like back in the 2000s, like Dreamcast games that are rare. Oh, yeah. eBay, 95, founded in September 3rd, 1995. Okay, trying to think when Tom started, my husband, um... Because he's the one who got me into it. And he was buying uh, records. Collectibles, Collectibles, definitely, yeah. definitely. And he was trying to teach me how to bid so right. that you actually, if it's something that is popular, right. uh, you have to be on point. Right, you know? right. Um, I, I think at some point they did uh, buy this for this price, like also. you could. Oh, you yeah, could just, right, right, right. You could put on your item that, you know, if you give me... Eight thousand bucks for it. It's yours. Yeah. Gee, I hope Tom didn't do that. Yeah. Oh dear. (laughs) I don't. Probably not. But but I mean, you know, there were things that you could get, and you could get bargains too. Yeah. With the bidding. My jewelry stuff was. I I mean, I went for bargains. Right. I went for things that, if it went over five dollars or something, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You can have it. Right. Yeah, that was that's an interesting. Do you, you think we'll have virtual auction houses? Yeah, I mean, we kind of have virtual storefronts now, and you know, we talked about NFTs. How and much transferring those things that seems like artwork or or something you would find yeah. in an auction house? How much do you need to see and be close enough to touch? Maybe not be allowed to. Right. Um, but actually see, I know internet can, I mean, uh, you can probably do that, have uh, 360 views. Right. Uh, and um, compared to a human, you know, have a human there and stuff. Um, will that satisfy people enough to purchase, quote, real art? Yeah. There's that, and then there's also let's let's talk about yeah that that makes sense. Will that entice would you know be able to f- touch it 
right? Mm-hmm. With haptic feedback, the way it's going, oh, it's yeah. like you, you'd be able to feel surfaces or, yeah. right. Or you would be able to like, you, let's go even further. Let's go to the other senses. Let's, let's go sight. Let's go scent. Let's go smells. Let's right. go, um, you know, you're going to hear things too. Like right. you could hear the way it feels. Right. Right. Um, you know, like as you're rubbing your hand on a on a surface, right. you would be able to hear. A canvas that. is different than a mahogany board. Right. Right. But you would you would be able to sense the difference yes. in ways that you wouldn't be able to before. Well, I mean, in elect- yeah. more electronic. And how are those signals delivered? Right. Yeah. I'm just thinking even the senses. I'm not thinking piping it directly into your brain because that's a little too. That's a little too matrixy. I it's going to happen. It, it might, yeah, exactly. And maybe that's the way we're going to see metaverse in the future right. and how we connect to it in the future. And then maybe that's where virtual reality is going is actually plugging the human brain into it. I, you know, that's been quite a few years ago. I said that all of our little devices, we we won't have to have them because they'll be um, a chip or whatever, right? Uh, embedded in in humans and they can if they want it uh, and they can use that for all their laptops and right iphones i mean and uh pocket telephones yeah <laughs> yeah you know what I, I i don't want to be a negative nancy here no no but it would make discrimination a lot easier if we could have everyone chipped and we would be able to d- tell what their you know their genetic makeup or whatever well if that's we, or you know, there, there's a slippery slope. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. I mean, I was like saying this kind of, I mean, I think something might happen like that sometime. Right. I realize, first of all, at least half of our population is not going to want it because they want the privacy, their privacy. Right. And also the, hmm, what, what you were just saying, how we can tag yeah, right. Uh, yeah. The, population. We have, we have information on that person based on their. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Which is collected. That's like I didn't want to get my. You know, you have those DNA things uh, that you can send. Oh yeah. And and yeah. and I didn't want to do it because if I have something in my DNA that says I'm going to get cancer, uh, or I could get cancer, I don't want that out to insurance companies, and it's a possibility yeah. it would get out yeah. there. And so it's the same kind of thing with the chip in the p- person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I was going to. Yeah, yeah. This, and I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, yeah. the insurance company is a good point with, with all that sort of thing. Like if, if we've got inf- your information, credit card information hacked, what's to say that you're not right. going to hack DNA information? Right, right. Or It's already you know, been done. I think one of the concerns for me of the metaverse is going to be when you engage in this activity of inhabiting this three-dimensional world and feeling these feelings and whatnot, mm-hmm. how are you going to disengage? On last week's episode, I talked to Paul about how he feels when he takes off his virtual reality gear. And he says that he thought that he, he, you know, after he play a couple hours, he would take it off and like go to pick up something, ah. and it didn't feel. It felt almost like it was a simulation, right? It was something yeah. in his head that 
was still reacting. Was still reacting yeah. in a virtual world, whereas he wasn't. And he thought he was like, uh, you know, I looked it up on the internet to see if it was just me to make sure that everything was okay, right? But apparently it's a phenomenon. Yeah. And if I that, could see that. Yeah. And that's only two hours, right? <laughs> that's only two yeah. hours yeah. tops of interacting with the this three-dimensional universe interesting yeah maybe part of it has to do with the technology maybe part of it has to do with you've got a screen so close to your face right and maybe something has to do with that i mean i don't know i i I think we have a lot more testing that needs to be done on these virtual reality mechanisms before we know how interaction in those universes will impact the human brain right I think there there definitely needs to be improvements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, that that'll come tumbling out. You know. Right. For one thing, the size of the things you put on. Right. Um, They're already coming down in 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 size, like the Oculus uh, Quest, which my mm-hmm. friend Viola yes. brought over, and I tried out, and it was really kind of cool. It had its own, you know, monitor in there, and then also a camera, so you could. You, you still need us to set out a certain amount of space wherever you're at designated okay. space okay. In that, yeah you know and and they do that in an augmented reality kind of way where the camera shows you what's real and then if you cross that boundary it'll turn on your a camera so you okay. know if you you exit outside of the boundary yeah. where the real stuff is okay. right i wondered about that yeah it's really kind of i mean it depends on the software that's running it but yeah the yeah. technology definitely needs to improve and the brain needs to get accustomed to that and maybe it's a part of the technology minor screen flickers have made me sick if something is flickering in a way that my brain isn't used to it can impact you in a way that makes you feel nauseous yeah um, but I, yeah i've heard Yeah. And then there's also movement. When you move in the virtual reality environment and are not moving your actual feet, the brain tries to adjust the position of your weight Ah. because it thinks you're moving, because it looks like in the virtual reality you're moving and people will lose their balance. Right. Yeah. Which I'm imagining me, if I ever try it, <laughs> being on the floor most yeah. of the time. I, I told Paul about this, but I was uh, I tried this game that was like you're on a roller coaster, but it was also a shooting gallery. God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was just to kind of demonstrate what you could do with it, right? But on a roller coaster and shooting things. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. sound like a that that's not a good that's not a good move. <laughs> Kids, don't bring your guns to amusement parks. (laughs) The whole thing was you were moving on a roller coaster and I was losing my balance. And what I needed to do, the the thing I was touching, you know, in my hands and the Mm -hmm. thing on my head, you, you know, those are common places where you often do things, right? All I had to do was have Viola just touch my leg. That was it. Just, just. From that point forward, I didn't lose my balance because there was an external, unexpected sort of touch. It's like a spotter in uh, if you're doing gymnastics yeah. or something. And you, you, somebody's not holding you up. Right. But they're just touching you. Right. So it's a similar kind of thing, I think. Yeah. 
there's a lot of overlap between virtual and metaverse. You said you had something for me that you or something you wanted to mention about the metaverse. No, it's just a general, the word meta. Uh-huh. Okay. I, the first time I heard the word meta as just a, a word, mm. not a prefix, was when I was taking an English class. We were studying Don Quixote. Okay. You mean Don Quixote? No. <laughs> Don Quixote. Okay. See, and I don't even know. It. Anyway, the book, if anybody ever gets through it, is very, very meta- and this is uh, the teacher um, asked if we knew what meta was. Right. In that respect, it's layers of other stories within the main story. Okay. Like a number of them, not just one. Okay. And sometimes they don't even seem to relate. But that's that was meta for like a novel. Okay. So to me, meta went meant like different layers or something okay. like that. Okay. To me, meta always meant self-referential or referen in reference to. And what I use for when I, you know, think about that is, and it's maybe it's just prefix, right? Maybe it's that because it's like when I think of metadata, it's data about the data. Yes. So yes. because of that, and it doesn't have to be the data itself. It can, it can just be descriptive of the data. You right. Know. I read that somewhere. The same thing. And what means extremely self-aware, self-reflective, or self-referential. I think that's, that's that's the term that people most often use is self-referential these days. Right, right. God, that's so... Isn't that egotistical? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's if, yeah, if it's one person referencing themselves, yeah. maybe, yeah. But But I mean, as far as a work of art referencing itself in a certain way let's say for example recently i saw um the latest matrix yes right? yes and what they did for the matrix was kind of a meta sort of thing where the character who was in the universe right mm -hmm. was a game maker and made the Matrix for Warner Brothers, who was mentioned ah. in in the film, but they work for Warner Brothers and they made this game for them on the Matrix that has the story of the Matrix and what happens in the story is what actually happened in the first three. Oh, okay, right, okay, and and you, he's so. just a programmer who made the game. It's a meta sort of representation because it's a movie. Yeah. But it does reference Warner Brothers, and it references the first movies by the guy making a game about them. Yeah, and it's also a metaverse in in the most dystopian way. You've got your synthetic beings that are using them for power, probably so they can buy their NFTs. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> also, I, you may have read this. I don't know. In Hebrew, meta means dead. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you... And it said when um, Zuckerberg was first changing, talking about changing, the Jewish community ridiculed him. And what did they do? They did a hashtag uh, dead Facebook or something like right, that. Right, right. Um, but you do have to be careful about what things mean in other languages, but that's a little stretch, don't you think? I get it. It's funny to a certain segment of the population, right. but he's not the one who started doing that. People have referred to things as meta before and mm -hmm. haven't been met with that kind of response because they didn't mean anything. Whereas Mark right. Zuckerberg is a guy who's got this profile. Right. And so what are you going to do? 
You're going to try and take the big guy down, take him down a peg by doing that. That's very good. You know, before they changed their name to Meta, there were things that I was confused about using the word Meta, and I didn't know mm-hmm. the definition. And I never heard that people were saying that to anyone it, else. But It was from BBC News. Oh, well. I mean, I, it's a reliable source. It is a reliable source. I mean, just that they said it, not they didn't make up uh, yeah. an opinion about it. Um, but I don't really think highly of the English anyway. Oh, oh, oh please. I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> They are totally the dog's bollocks. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are mad dog's bollocks and Englishmen? Yeah. That, well, anyway. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? Um, oh, yeah. Wikipedia. Meta is a prefix meaning more comprehensive or transcending. And I kind of like that. Yeah. That's kind of, to me, that's metaverse, you know, the transcending and getting mixed in when you first talked about the metaverse when we were doing fungible to me the metaverse was pretend i remember saying it's it's just pretend right it's uh up in cyberspace you know little bits and bytes and stuff up up there configurations and it still is but man it's getting serious i mean people are really more and more people know about it yeah there's more articles about it Mm -hmm. does that make it more real it's so much in its infancy that I don't think we really know what it is. And I think it's becoming a buzzword also because mm-hmm. of your Mark Zuckerberg changing the name. Right, right, right. And, right. and that appearing on your Instagram now. It says Meta there. It uh, says Meta on you know, okay. Facebook. We talked about the game Second Life. Yes. Um, I say game in, the, yeah. in, in quotes. It's a place where you can live out whatever... I, I don't know, fantasy, you know, you, you have your avatar and you can live in your own house and your space. own space yeah. and you can live your quote unquote second life. It was released by Linden Lab in 2003 and developed in San Francisco. Duh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Launched on dad's birthday, uh, June 23rd, 2003. Ah, yes. The largest number of users at the end of 2017, it's basically sitting at 800,000 to 900,000 users of Second Life okay. of this, you know, fictional world, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is sort of like a metaverse. It's got its own economy, it's got its own I I see it as a metaverse. Yeah. Because yeah. you can communicate, interact with socially with people right. and stuff like that. And it's pretend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 I'm pretend just, I'm, I'm to just, some people as the realism and how we perceive these things become more and more realistic, right? Yes. It's going to seem yes. more realistic to us. So what is that going to do to the human brain? And I don't think we're going to know until we know. You know what I'd like about Second Life? I would like to see how it looked in 2003 mm-hmm. and then in 2004. Right. You know, every year, let's see what kind of changes they made. Right. Because... I bet they made changes. I mean, the avatars that uh, you showed me, I'd like to say they look pretty modern. Yeah, but you did make a good point when you said that one of them, when it was you saw a little animation sequence. Their faces didn't move. Right, (laughs) right. Like they all had Botox. (laughs) Right. That's the avatar thing. It's facial expressions and facial movements. It is what it is, an avatar. Right? right, it's a representation. Right, so I've, they. Don't... I've seen it other places too, not just here. Yeah, a lot of those massively multiplayer 
online games, mm-hmm. your avatars don't have a lot of facial gestures and movements unless right. you program right. those in. And usually when you program those in, it's a part of a, you know, like a celebration. Like you've got different people doing the, the dances when they, uh, yeah, yeah. when they win something or giving people high fives or whatever. But in general, the facial expressions of the characters are not important in those games. Right. But something that's social, like a second life, or at mm-hmm. least is billed as a social thing, I would say that is definitely very important, is facial expressions. Yeah. Seeing it in 2003, there was, <laughs> I remember there was a, I want to say there was a CSI, like the original CSI show uh-huh. in Las Vegas, right? No. That was the second or third one. Mm, the original was Las Vegas. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> second one was Miami. Third one was yeah. New York. Don't yeah. fuck yeah, with yeah. me. Yeah. I know my shit. <laughs> you, I thought that stuff. You certainly do. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it was in an episode of that early on when it was just starting out and people were, you know, there was a murder mystery involved with someone who stole someone's avatar and was posing as them and luring people in and just sort of Ah. trying to scare you kind of thing. But yeah, it was, it was an episode that had that. I don't know what it was called, uh, but I do remember that early on and people, you know, talked about it for a little while, but it's, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. People say that that's kind of a metaverse sort of concept, right? Where you're going to be able to interact with people and it's a social thing. I just think it should be and could be so much more useful. It's not just an expression of yourself. It's, it's, and it's not just a built-in economy and a fictional world. It can be something that you interact with that's real world. And I think that's what the reason Zuckerberg wants to invest so much into it is because he can leverage a lot of the data they mine from people. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And things, you know, like a lot of other companies can do that too, Mm -hmm. to market to people. And it's going to just be an extension of what we see now online. It's going to, you know, if you walk around in the three dimensional universe and you are a big fan of energy drinks, when you pass by that sign to someone else, it's going to appear as, something and mm-hmm. to you it's going to appear as an energy drink right how about if somehow things are attached to your brain and they see what your brain does when you see that sign it's it's right. like oh yeah well i think we're maybe a couple of iterations away from that type of interface <laughs> a i don't know i think i told you about in japan there were cat ears that uh people could wear it was like on a headband or something yeah and it was such that the ears did what a cat would do in mm-hmm. certain situations. If it looked something that was scared, you know, the ears maybe would go down and back a little bit. If it was curious about something, they'd turn like little uh, radar, right, <laughs> radar right. things. And it, but it was coming from the person's response to things. Right. So, I mean, to me, that's a little bit getting there. But have we heard of them? How do you connect that with an input device? I right? don't know. I it's, don't know. It's yeah. You could probably you know something that's like cat ears. That's fun, right? Right. And then someone uses that for evil. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, they can go. Okay, so if we can determine these feelings, 
then we can cater to this person and These keep fel- them felines? Here. Deter- no, oh, no, no, sorry. Not I'm felines. sorry. Felingas. <laughs> Felingas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One other thing I wanted to make a point about the Second Life thing was the, the basically the person who, the creator of Second Life, mm-hmm. a gentleman by the name of Philip Rosedale, who formed Linden Lab. They initially were trying to make an immersive virtual world experience that involved commercially available hardware. So it was not going to be just this virtual environment. There was hardware developed uh-huh. that, <laughs> this sounds funny, where it's in its earliest form, the, the company struggled to produce a commercial version of hardware known as the rig which in prototype was seen as a clunky steel contraption mm-hmm. with computer monitors worn on shoulders. Okay. <laughs> now, that doesn't sound pleasant. It, it just sounds like, you know, they, they were trying things. Yeah. Well. But they struck it with this sort of, you know, like on the metaverse sort of concept of a world that was a fantasy world that's your own. Linden Lab's stance on Second Life their official stance is they say it's not a game. Other people call it a game or oh, a role-playing yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. They maintain that it's not a game. There's no manufactured conflict or no set right. objective. Right, Therefore, right. it's not a game, which totally makes sense to me. In a metaverse, there is going to be conflict in any social – in social media, there currently is conflict, yes. right? I don't think that we can create a world that in the metaverse that is free from conflict. Do you think that's possible? No. 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 Because behind it all are humans. And I mean, I I have nothing else to say. Hum- <laughs> I think, humanity. I think it speaks for itself. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, I'd like to think that with all these, I just don't know how in the metaverse you know, are we going to try and translate these current things that we use to interact with each other socially, like Twitter, or like, or are we going to try and make it something new and beneficial? Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that you, instead of going out of your house, you could go to a virtual mall and buy things and have them sent to you by some method. That seems to me to be something that would be, you know, not necessarily, it would be something neat and cool. Do I think it's going to become part of the landscape in the future? How is it different from shopping online? It's it's, but that's the thing. It's not. It's it's an it's a three D interactive experience where you're picking up, you know, like you've got your gloves and okay. you can pick up objects and put them in your cart. You're actually you're going grocery shopping, but you're not leaving your house. But do you end up with the physical things that you buy? Yeah, they send okay, them to you. Okay, that's what I right? thought. Or they somehow appear, right? They, right, right, they'll, right. They'll send them to you. It's just like a shopping experience, except the, you're just sitting in your house. The silent, invisible drone. Deliver your bundles of spinach or <laughs> handmade Amish swimwear, whatever you're buying Ooh, yeah. online. <laughs> this, is, this is a hard hard question to formulate because it's so nebulous it's yeah you have concerns about the development of the metaverse and what would those concerns be because we can't really see what it's going to become but do you have any concerns for what it could possibly become well sure i mean you know it it could if we're dealing with the cryptocurrencies right 
there needs to be some kind of regulation, perhaps. Right. right. Um, it's kind of like bullying on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could easily continue, and maybe in worse ways because it's more human. Right. Kind of. Um, that would be the problem with having thing that, things that that give you haptic feedback kind of yeah you know <laughs> yeah like people could actually beat you yeah but even like saying bad things to your face and stuff like that right uh, because I, you're not yeah it's that's not gonna stop no and no, not anytime soon no and how do you think that's gonna i mean does that translate in the real world does someone who thinks they can do that in the fictitious world do you expect someone who does that in the fictitious world to do that in the real world, or do you not? Oh, yeah. Okay. I I, I think it's in the person, and they're the one who's translating it to the fictional world. Okay. I also think that there's a, something to be said for, depends on the person interacting with the world, right? It's, it's yes. up to the individual. Yes. Because I had a friend who, he would do all these horrible things with griefing and other people other players and do horrible things to people on his team in the game yeah but never in real life and it's just like well i just get that stuff out in this fictitious world and that's that's it but the problem with that is that makes the world itself toxic and i don't want to inhabit that world yeah i'm concerned that if we don't change something or we don't think bigger about what this metaverse can be we're going to just basically translate things that we already have in the internet and translate those problems into more problems right yes we're going to basically take social media and and make it social media on a scale that's in a three-dimensional fictional world but it's not we should make something different from that but how but how yeah Yeah, yeah. exactly uh because once we got Internet and people understood um, uh, communicating, uh, right. Instagrams and, well, Facebook to begin with. They would. MySpace to begin with. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I don't but, know. Uh, but they'd bully, they'd um, cheat, uh, you know, different ways. I see it as being worse than it was before Internet because, or computers, uh, because of the the vast array of places it could go, very pervasive to the other person. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why the other person doesn't just go, eh. That is something that unavoidably is generational, I, I think. What you grew up with as far as technology, right? For right. us, it's like, you can turn it off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? exactly. For, for people like me, it's like, well, I get bored of this machine, so I'll just turn it off right. and go outside. right. But someone who interacts socially that way normally, that means a lot more to them than it does to us, right? Yeah. Or to me. I'm just going to say me. If I interact with someone in real life, it means more than interacting online. Why? Because that mm. is what has you know has given my my life meaning over my life. Yeah. See, I think the internet has made things worse in that respect. Oh yeah. Yeah, because. It's so much easier to, quote, get to people. And only took them two hours to find it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. Um, Anyway, and so I see as the internet increased, I want to say exponentially. Its occupancy is more people started accessing it and and utilizing it on day-to-day life. Right. When we 
get uh, that a little uh, more mm, updated or something, the metaverse. Right. Metaverses. Perhaps it's going to be exponentially worse again. Right. And maybe what is going to happen to people, there's going to be more and more of that. Yeah. And uh, our, as, a, as a society, we're going to become more negative, able to hurt people. Right. Maybe desensitized, too, to that yeah. kind of abuse. Too. Oh, that would but be that, nice. You know, I don't, but would that be nice? I mean, I don't know if you, you've become desensitized to that kind of abuse, but how, how much of a way is that to, to live? You know, it's got to impact your enjoyment somehow of life. I, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a, a totally new philosophical right, 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 question. Right. Yeah. One of the things I want to bring up, too, is unless we make this something, I, I want it to be something new. And I think that in order for it to be a place where it can be beneficial and grow, we have to not only, it's it's a network of, of different universes, right? Where yes. you can inhabit yes. one of a number of different quote-unquote realities. And I think what's going to make those things healthy or unhealthy is how they're managed by a third, by a party. Yeah. I don't think meta, you know, also Facebook, Mm -hmm. is the right company to manage that. I agree. Based on history, right? Yeah. Any one of those current media companies, it has to be something new. It has to be a Mm -hmm. newer company and a new concept come in to make a proactive sort of community um, for, you know, p- p- yeah. somewhere that people can feel safe. Like it a lot would be of, nice. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily make money. Right, and, right. And I think that's the first thing is, is yeah. how much are we going to make from this? Buying property in the metaverse. I mean, just that is like the first step to how are we going to make money? People that's selling so important. real estate. Yeah, in yeah. The, in the metaverse, for right. Christ's sake. right. I want to remain optimistic about how you can experience things that you couldn't ordinarily experience, right? Right. You can do things. You can play games. You can shop. You can do all sorts of things, see and experience different things as the hardware develops. But I'm just worried about crime. I'm worried about just human nature. Right. And hopefully it's, you know, it's something that, yeah, you mentioned we can turn it off. That's yeah. well, but except for me, a lot of people that's, don't. Yeah, right. Well, some some people they don't, or they don't want to, or mm-hmm. the endorphins that are generated mm-hmm. in that environment mm-hmm. compel them to disengage from "quote unquote" the real world. Do you do you think is there's a point in time where the metaverse will be the real world, and the real world will no longer be real? No, no, <laughs> just no. Basically, that's sort of what the Matrix was was a bunch of people. That yeah. They harvest the energy from these people living in mm-hmm. this network. It's a negative sort of thing, but if if a universe can give you a fantasy life that you've always wanted, I I just no, I just don't see that. And you know, I'm real open about what's to come in the future. Right. Uh, I'm right. not like no, that isn't going to be that. You know. Right. Uh, but I I think reality is reality. Right. And right. Uh, I, I don't see a way of, 
Unless we all become robot robotized, or uh, emotions are muted somehow. Yeah, in, in the, yeah, that you little, know, little chip in your soul. Yeah, uh, some sort of lobotomy. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah, which we don't want. No, no. Um, well, because we people. want to feel emotions and things like that right, as humans. Right, right. It's, it's not real. You you yelling on Twitter about something that mm-hmm. you. You know, you make a comment and then you start this big Twitter war, which you didn't intend to, but maybe you did, you know, in some in some yeah. way. It's yeah. not beneficial. Let's eliminate that from the metaverse, but that's all going to be based on who manages it. That's very true. And like you say, it, it probably needs to be some new institution. Right. No governments. Maybe that... governments. I don't know. China's going to probably do it first. Is well, my, yeah, is my guess. That's definitely going to be government. Yeah, but we'll yeah. see. I I do have high hopes as far as what it what it means to, you know, what it means to games. Oh yeah, games, is, games is, <laughs> is 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 great for certain reasons because there you know there's going to be things to explore that are more immersive. Yes, games are going to be more immersive, more detailed, hopefully more. But I mean, that's where games are going too. I think they, there's also the metaverse and games hopefully will remain separate or there'll be games in the metaverse that explore the metaverse in a way that's different than how you connect with games in real life. I don't think the metaverse has to be separate from the games. I'm sorry, did you say the metaverse? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Aren't we in the Beniverse right no, now? No, this is the Ben dimension. But anyway, the Metaverse. What was I saying? For I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that games and the Metaverse don't yeah. have to be separated. They don't. But but I think it should be a separate thing, right? If if you're interacting with a game in the real world, you want that to be a different experience than playing a game in the metaverse i think yeah oh yeah um, yeah yeah because the in the metaverse it's not just vr you'll have more interesting places to explore that aren't it'd be like a, the ultimate open world game maybe you can send people on tasks in the real you know like yeah. spy missions or whatever yeah and, and in the metaverse where if you program that in a game it's not as interactive you have you have some interaction with people as far as networking games currently, like right. you know, you're, you're Fortnite, you're playing massively multiplayer online with a group of people, last mm-hmm. man standing kind of stuff. But I mean, there's still rules in there, and maybe you can come up with a different type of way to interact with the metaverse and have games that that are different than what we're experiencing. Really, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> It's. I think that I think we should remain keep those things separate somehow. Okay, um, games I, I for just, fun, metaverse for inhabiting for a purpose. Okay, I, I don't know. Okay, if it's an extension of of the internet, it's not gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be identical. It's gonna be the same. You're right. 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 I just would rather it not be. But okay, okay, I understand what you're you saying. Know? I understand now. Yeah. I didn't understand. Okay. Okay. Uh, what you were trying to get across, yeah. but I think I do. <laughs> so. 
Well, I just think everyone should live in the Beniverse. Yeah. Right. And then everything would be just fine. Right, right, right. In closing, what do you think? Do you want, if I were to take you to a virtual reality thing uh-huh. in Chicago, would you try it out? I think. I think uh, I would love to try it out. Okay. However, uh, yeah, let's be realistic here. Since I'm older right. and I have maybe might have some balance problems, yeah. I'd be afraid to. Yeah. No. But I'd love to if I could sit down and do it. Oh, there there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot of applications like as far as those things uh with portable with the Oculus um Oh, of course, yeah. You know, you can sit down and do them, but in general you're you're moving around. I mean, you know, just right. you're limited in scope. Part of the reason why you want to be free moving is because part of that is, yeah, you know. Right, right, but right. But yeah, that is a concern too right. as far as maintaining your balance, especially when your hips are fragile or whatever. <laughs> it's my knee. Oh, but <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and my balance. I have bad balance. Yeah. So, uh, but I'd, I'd, uh, that to me, that would be so much fun yeah. to try that. Would you want to do something in the metaverse that you can't do in real life? Uh, lose weight, look better. Uh, you just program that shit. In. <laughs> I know, I know, but nobody would recognize me. Exactly, part so, of that. Yeah, but I mean that's that, that's part of the appeal, right? Of exactly, the metaverse. exactly. I think there's just so many opportunities for crime in the metaverse too. That yeah, that's what I'm worried about as well. Yes, if it's something that's publicly accessible, and we try and keep people and government agencies out of it. Who's going to be establishing the rules? Right. People want things that have no rules, but then they make it abundantly clear that they're needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? In real life and in, those, you know. Yeah. So, Th- those are the know. people who, I mean, the people, <laughs> they're the ones who. They're, they're the ones that ruin it for everyone. Right. Is that, what right. You, Pretty is that much. kind of where you're going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always funny till someone gets hurt. <laughs> right, right, right. All these sort of things that people said when we were younger. Is there going to be a president of the internet? Is there going to be a president of the, you know, like, is it going to become its own? Like, when you talk about metaverse, I'm thinking a series of different worlds that you interact with, but there's going to be a governing body at some point. But I still think the metaverses are pretend. Okay. But I, sure, we need, we need some regulations. Right. Of course. But... I, I really don't think a sane person is going to uh, forego real reality to be in a metaverse because it's so much more comfortable. You don't think they would be? You don't think they no. would? Really? But that's um, people probably people are be- changing. Right, yeah, right, as right. As far as the way they have, where they're comfortable communicating, why yeah. wouldn't you expect it to? You know. I, well, that's true. I'm yeah. I'm talking as somebody a boomer, right? right. And uh, uh, but I know that people change their ideas, yeah. And uh, I, I I'm sure that would happen. Yeah. But as a boomer, it's reality. Come yeah. on, you know, yeah. yeah. It's reality. Yeah. Who's? I mean, there's just not enough. As far as the way we experience virtual reality, it's not detailed enough experience-wise for me to say that I would want to inhabit that world rather than, you know, than yeah, the real right, world. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, you know, right. so. 
Well, uh, what I know of virtual reality, uh, it's not an ideal place you want to live. It's a place to play games. Currently, yeah. Currently, yeah. Yeah. Right, I understand that. Yeah, but but I mean, what it becomes when it becomes the metaverse instead of the internet. Right, right. We'll see. We'll see. Wars will be fought in the metaverse, I'm sure. Yeah? Wars between the humans and the AIs, maybe. Very possibly. Yeah. AI means artificial intelligence. I know that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When Tom, getting his master's degree, he started in AI. Uh Uh-huh. And actually, I mean, he spent a couple, I don't know, maybe a year in AI, except it's so, and this was in the early 90s, late 80s. Uh It was just so, so much going on. He switched to web design. He's like... (laughs) Okay, yeah. That's a, oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. On that note, and yes. unless you have anything else to say, um, <sighs> let's say the metaverse, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, no, do it. Just <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Be yeah. careful. I'm cautiously optimistic, but mm-hmm. as, as, you, as you mentioned earlier, humans are just going to mess it up. Maybe you should say something more positive. Like, are we worse than the humans 500 years ago, a thousand years ago? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you know, only time will tell. Yeah, yeah, we need to watch, watch and learn. But, right, anyway, thank you for coming to Arizona, specifically Tucson, Arizona, to visit your favorite nephew. Yeah, question mark, Adam. And you don't listen to this, do you? He doesn't listen, no. <laughs> he'll be fine. Matt, so, do you listen? No, wait. <laughs> I think I got them I think covered. That, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. You can say whatever you want on this show, and the only person right. who's going to be hearing it Me. is yours truly. <laughs> yeah, so, right. But anyway, thank you, Nora, for joining me for this very interesting talk about the metaverse and what it could be. Well, I, I really loved it. Yeah. I, I You know, it was, it was great. And I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Excellent. So, Make sure you bring your uh, 8x10 glossies next yes, time. Yes, I will. I will. And that felt tip kind of pen that exactly, you can write on it. Yeah. So <laughs> my name is Ben. And I'm Nora. And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Good night. Bye.